0: Just three black kings, giving our thoughts to society From politics, sports, music, and whatever subject fits the need We ain't trying to make a grand, we ain't trying to make a band We just
1: want to know who's bands. I'm so happy to be here, Blessings, is on blessings, on plus Tyler made Yeah, Elikon Morocco Shock Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast
2: What up, do everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who's Mans podcast. I'm your host, Rhonda Don, aka Mr. Taylor Maid. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful
3: people? Welcome back to another episode of the Who's Mans podcast. But, like usual, before we go forth, we got to find out who is in this special place. Let us know.
0: Hey, uh, like a moth to a flame, burned by the fire. My love is blind. Can't you see my desire? That's not the album we're reviewing, but that's the lady. Snaps. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that, was that was poetry. That was spoken I word. About, I don't know if don't you know heard about, that you know before.
1: What? I, I need
3: to do one of these for you. All
0: right. <laughs> hey. hey, sit back, relax. You, you're you welcome. You're welcome. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Rod, go ahead. All right. Are you done? All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: All right. So, how y'all been, Conrad? How you doing? I'm all right, man. It was, um,
3: not much really happened for me. I worked this past weekend in the hospital, so it was kind of chill. Um, weather was quite pleasant. Uh, on Wednesday, it was like the perfect day. So I took the opportunity to take my hammock and go up to, like, the highest point of Richmond and just chill out there, read the book, and just enjoy the 75-degree weather with a slight breeze. Couldn't complain. Um, Friday, I found this black-owned karaoke bar that was really dope. Uh, me and my girl went with some coworkers. Um after a couple of happy hour drinks, they uh, convinced me to go up with one of my coworkers and sing um, a song off of Lauren Hill's album uh, X Factor, and I felt very, very disrespectful to Lauren because I didn't want to do it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, That means you ain't drinking
3: enough. You had to drink, um,
0: you know, a little bit more. Right? You would have felt like Lauren. Like-
3: <laughs> oh, man, I was just up there trying to take all the attention off my coworker so she can do her thing and you know with black folks they're the supporters they're like come on baby you can do it and then the ones that don't say it they they it's don't okay say baby <laughs> <laughs> they don't say they don't oh, say God, anything man. but they just stare at you you can just look in their eyes like boy if you don't get off that stage <laughs> uh, this ain't working this ain't uh, for you <laughs> this ain't for you <laughs> but uh it was a lot of fun um so I'm excited to and it's funny like uh less than five-minute walk from my place, so it's definitely going to be a place I check out more often. But other than that, it was a chill weekend. Didn't complain. How about yourselves?
0: Man, I, uh, this weekend was um, Michigan State's, uh, what do you call it, the National Day of Service, or Worldwide Day of Service, or just Day of Service, I guess. Um, so I met up with, uh, Ronald was there, and and Tori, former guest, was there. And Amber, former guest, was there. Um, and we were at a restore, which I had never heard of. But uh, they said that we were, you know, doing community service. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just gave somebody the afternoon off <laughs> because they worked the hell out of us. And I don't know who I helped, okay? <laughs> but I'm, I'm going just let them, I'm going to just believe that I helped somebody. Um, and then the rest of the weekend was pretty, uh,
2: pretty chill. But yeah. What about you, Ronald? I mean, it's pretty much the same story for me. That was pretty much the big thing that I went to go do this weekend. And I'm, I'm at least in the same boat as you. I'm wondering like, who exactly is the end person that we helped out? (laughs) (laughs) Because when i say we were in there, we were building these, um, mantles, and we're like, this is cool and i I'm, I'm sure we're helping someone, you know, make their job a little bit easier, but I don't feel like I made anyone's life a little bit better right now. <laughs> <laughs> but then they kind of explained it to us the way it works is that we do, like, people come in and help do the, build this stuff for them, and then they can get it at a reduced price, so it helps low-income families, you know, feel like they can afford to, to have things that are, you know, better than just the, the scrap and minimum, bare minimum type stuff. So once they explain it that way, okay, I do kind of feel like, all right, you know, I help make someone's life a little bit easier, so... I do feel good about what we did that weekend. I was still looking like, but where they at though? Like, where? <laughs> they here? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you wanted to put the star, the food directly into the yeah, his mouth. Yeah, I wanted to feed them. Like, I wanted to know who was helping, okay? <laughs> 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 I didn't see it. Just know that somewhere out there, there's a nice family looking at a TV on, on a nice little mantle, and they got a stink fat. I just hope it's the <laughs> second one we built and not the first one, because, boy... <laughs> yeah. If, if, you, if you bought that first one, get the protection plan. But we skipped what a is? few steps. All right. What if you are? know something is up when you get to the end? You're like, we got a lot of extra lot pieces. What? Do all put these screws
1: TV on, go? on top of that it just gonna <laughs> <laughs> so It's just going to break. It's
2: going to collapse.
1: Yeah.
0: We start finding pieces like, oh, was this part of it? Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> just push that to the side. Push it to the side. It's all right. It's all right.
2: <laughs> uh, Look, it's structurally sound at least, so I think we'll be okay. We won't have to worry about nobody getting sued.
3: What if Ikea was the main, like, <clears throat> Ikea was just like, no, we're going to send all this stuff and tell them that they're making it for some family. But really, just gonna you just set up a whole display for your store.
0: Hey. Well, that's a good hustle. Low-key, yes. <laughs> low I got a new respect for Ikea. Because when you build Ikea furniture, it all makes sense. Like, hey, follow... Follow the path that we're setting out for you, and you will get this done in, like, an hour. This furniture was, like, it felt like we was going backwards and forwards the whole time. And I'm, like, why are we doing, why am I, like, hunched over in a cabinet trying to screw something in that we could have screwed in three steps ago? But, hey, maybe I did it. maybe I
3: didn't. We'll find out (laughs) one day. (laughs) One day. so shout out to Ikea, basically, is uh,
2: what
1: you're saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I All right dinner, so
2: speaking brother. Yeah, speaking of the big superstores, let's go ahead and get down to business. We got one we need to talk about tonight. So whose man's is Amazon? Look, man. Go ahead and tell us up with them.
3: I'm gonna start out with Amazon. You need to mind your damn
1: motherfucking business. <laughs>
3: Because Amazon's out here just trying to get in all our personal lives. I get it. They're, like, the most trusted, um, what are you like, as far as, like, customer and delivery um, company. They're, like, the most trusted out of all of them. But, yeah, I feel like this convenience thing, the world we're living in, is just getting too out of hand. Because now Amazon just started this. They just launched this. They're trying out this thing where... So, before this, it was, we can, we're going to unlock your door, and we're going to drop the package at your doorstep. That's all we're going to do. So, <laughs> there was a whole issue about people, like, stealing stuff, and even, like, leaving the package at your door. People were stealing it. So, they were like, you know what? We're sorry. We're going to do better for you guys. So, then they decide that the next thing is, we're going to do- open the your trunk. Or your car, and then deliver it there. Like you'd be at work chilling, and then you—it's going like they're doing this thing with through GM and mm. some other companies, <laughs> and basically they'll have access to your car. You know, you Brian ordered a vinyl of Janet Jackson or something, and I'm waiting on you it. You know, and he's like, you know what? I don't. I'm not gonna be at home all day, and I don't trust you. all come into my house y'all can take y'all can drop it in my car i can pop my trunk and put it in there and to me that's just crazy at this point like now are you gonna have what i'm just waiting for someone to do something stupid you'll find some something crazy in your car because of amazon kilos right like that's the first thing that pops in my head you will not have an oh, guy who has a side gig he's like you know what i gotta get rid of this you know some kilos i gotta find a way to hide them like
0: exactly. I didn't buy this. <laughs> what do I do with this?
2: Is this baking soda. Know, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, I, I, I just want to know who is given a stranger because they don't know who Amazon sent and the permission to go pop their trunk and just and supposedly put a package in there.
3: It's just I don't get it. I
2: really don't. Like
3: why? Like why? Really? <laughs> that- it's really that urgent for you to get that package. I ain't never ordered it. And, and what nothing? happens if they put it in the wrong car? Yeah, that's the <laughs> one I was thinking about.
0: Like, they get the car wrong. <laughs> you gotta guess. I live with this big-ass apartment. Hundreds of cars everywhere. That person might not even live here. I ain't gonna never see my stuff again. Now I gotta call y'all and go through all this stuff? Man. If you don't drop off my package to the front door,
2: like... <laughs> <laughs> it is not that that serious. I can Like at at this point, if you need it that bad, take your ass to the store and go get your it. Ass exactly. To the store.
3: Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And you know <laughs> I'll never forget when Ron sent us that Snapchat of that package they found, he found, waiting for him, and they hid it under the mat. Remember said? <laughs> 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 like, <I'm so> <laughs> like, I was so pissed.
2: Like, big-ass, rectangle, square-ass box, and they put it under the doorman, and just, the doorman <laughs> is sticking up completely at all sides. Obviously, he ain't shit. Like, they would
0: never notice
3: this. <laughs> I, can just, I can just picture the Amazon dude saying, well, I can't get in the car. I just put it under the car. No one can see it there. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't run over your package.
2: And And then Amazon, like, hey, that's on you, bro. We didn't tell you to run over your package. Right. Like, hey, we delivered it. That's what you said, right?
0: (laughs) So, what's the problem? (sighs) It's just like you said earlier, though. Like, why this whole convenience thing? Like, I know we all want to be comfortable. We all want to get stuff faster and all that. Like, man. To the point where we giving them keys to our house or entry to our house, entry to our trunks and stuff like that, like strangers that we don't know. Like when did we get here? Like when did this start happening? I'm like thinking back to college. Was Amazon big in college?
3: No, eBay was. Still eBay was still popping in college.
0: I ain't gonna lie, ain't I ain't never it. know how to use eBay.
3: Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, eBay did me dirty, man. Ordering things and then getting the wrong thing. Yeah, damn, it got me. How many times you get scammed? One time, it was only once. Never again. It was That's good. <laughs> That's right. what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> one time i to admit to. <laughs> nah, <I'll be laughs> you got to multiply that by three. It doesn't, it was it doesn't help the when least. when you got Jared and Austin you, cracking jokes on you all all week when you get <laughs> when you get a broke ass, not working phone. Remember you you guys? Remember Google's first like smartphone? Like it was like a slide, like the slide one with like the key. It always looks like a Nokia slide, but it was Google's version. Yep, I remember it. So like my phone broke, and I was like, "Well, I'm not trying to buy a brand new one. Let me go on eBay and see if someone's you know got the hookups. You know, I'm always trying to find a bargain." And so (laughs) should have known it wasn't going to be it, but I was so confident. Uh, so I go on eBay and like most of the eBay stuff is coming from China and so I order it and everything. Mind you, Jared and them have already clowned me about the phones I use and my service, feed, my, uh, the person I use as my <laughs> server. Because at that time, you guys probably never heard of it, but it was Centennial Wireless was, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> was at that time. And I came out there and these dudes were like, who the hell is Centennial? So I was already getting clowned for having that as my phone service. And so I order this phone. It comes in. <laughs> I go to open it. I'm like, it looks just like the phone. It's like perfect. I'm like, oh, I'll bet. So this is a good start. Before I even put my SIM card in, before I put anything in, I slide it open just to make sure the keys look like they're uh-huh. right. Every, everything <laughs> looks just, you know, just right. So I, go, uh-huh. so I go put my phone, put the battery in. Put the SIM card in, you know, it starts up just like the, my old Google phone. The only thing that threw me off was that middle key was a little, it was a little off. Something didn't seem right compared to my old phone. So I was like, man, maybe it's a different, you know, this is wear and tear, blah, blah, blah. So the phone finally cuts on and it looked like, do you guys remember when the Game Boy Colors came out?
1: Yeah. and
0: I just and found my another day. <laughs>
3: And you Remember how the screen, like the screen looked, the colors and like the pixels and stuff. That's how my phone turned on. Once it finally got phone. to the home
1: screen, <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like,
3: I didn't even, I didn't even get mad. I didn't even say anything. I just took out my SIM card, took out my phone, the battery, turned it off, turned off the lights, wrapped, wrapped locked the out, door, with <laughs> wrapped, wrapped it up, put it in the box, taped it. Printed off the return sticker, put it back on. Emailed the dude, I was like, I want my money back. And I said, I want my I money back.
1: <laughs> he said, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. I'll send you, do you want me to send you another phone? I was like, I don't want another phone. I just want, I money want my money back. I want my money back. You give me the right phone. <laughs> if I say it again, that's going to be ass. I want my money He's back. Like, All right. <laughs> he said, okay, fine. So I send the phone back. Jared and Austin and them try to ask me where my phone at it's like, oh, you know, it never came, so I just canceled
1: it. Um, yeah, right.
3: And that was the end of
0: that. Never again. I walked in there like, don't ask no questions. All right? I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want you to know how I am today. I want my money back. Okay? <laughs> that's uh, all I want. My money back. So yeah, You're not doing it so fast enough. enough. I want my money back. <laughs>
1: I don't care, care if
0: you
3: live in China and I'm in the U.S. I know. Get money back
0: here
2: now. It's my money and I want it back,
1: Oh, oh man.
3: So, anyways, Amazon. Y'all be, y'all be careful.
2: I thought it ain't even Amazon. People, do better. like. Right. Who's the bigger who's, man? The people that sign up to me. You're the ones. Amazon smart
1: because,
3: I mean, some people, just everything, Amazon does it right, you know, for them. So, once it, once, it takes only one mistake for you to, like, you know, their first try of Amazon went perfect. Like, you know how people are, like, ordering groceries? Yeah. From Amazon. yeah you can do that? Yes. And they can drop them off. Cool. Hold on, what's my, what's my truck code? <laughs> you know, I didn't work this. You ain't bitching <laughs> <mention> food now. <laughs> All it takes is one good experience the first time and then you're hooked. You know? Sure. It's like with Amazon Prime. The first time you got the package, the next day, it was a wrap. You <laughs> you were using Amazon Prime every single time you order something. Because that shit used to feel like
0: of uh, a sci-fi movie like wait I order something and you don't have it here tomorrow and then these foods got so good with it they was like hell we might have it to you today <laughs> if you play your cards
3: right fuck
2: around if you can catch me when I <laughs> get my morning coffee I might have to.
1: I thought it was witchcraft <laughs>
3: like you can never get a package on Sunday and you can get a package you order something Saturday it'll be here Sunday Sunday
2: like it fell out chase. the sky. Like that's <laughs> how that's how it's gonna be soon when the drones come through. True. Sure. Hey. That's hey. what I'm more
0: scared about.
3: Hell the drone. <laughs> open open like. the door and a drone a drone hands you your package. And then right. <laughs> Hi, mister Hi, Mr. Brian. <laughs> Here's your
0: package. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your your eight pack of deodorant that you don't need at one time, but you ordered it anyway. First of all, thought <laughs> <business>, drone ass. <laughs> like, to right, tell you, this can my package. I just
2: asked you to- <laughs> drop it off. All right. <laughs> uh, well. uh, all right. Who else we got out here screwing up tonight? Who else? Who else? We we need to call out. Who else we got? Oh, we got uh this Pennsylvania golf club
3: that. For some reason, decided to call the police on these black female members who were just out there having a girls, you know, girls' day, uh, trying to enjoy their membership. Because maybe I don't know the whole rules on the golf course. I've only been once in my whole life, but um, so this other golf member was playing behind them and his son is the co-owner co-owns the club so he must have felt like he was some type of special because his son owns the club he can speak and talk to whoever he wants in any manner so he goes up to the one of the ladies who is um an attorney and the head of the York chapter of the NAACP Sandra yeah, Thompson man. And so she's a well-known, powerful, strong black woman that's known everywhere. So first of all, this dude probably was just like, there's another black lady I'm talking to, and didn't know he was coming incorrect. But he came up to them and was was saying that they were playing too slow, and they needed to keep up with the pace of the course. Now, for me, I never knew that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing at all. I didn't. So for me, after off the bat, I was like, hey, if you don't chill out. So he did that twice, and then he went and complained to the club and said that these women are playing too slow; they're messing up my game, basically, and I need them off. Like so, then they came and told them that they needed, you know, they needed to keep up with the pace, or they have to leave. And of course, they're were like, "We're members; like <laughs> we're allowed to be on this golf course, right?" And they've been members for a long time. At um, and so the whole issue is they eventually called the police and. The thing, uh, one of Miss Thompson was saying that she talked to one of the <clears throat> golf pro golf players that actually is one of the members there, and he comes and plays a lot. And he was like, you guys are fine. Like, you guys are keeping up with pace with the people in front of you, so you don't have to worry. So really, if anyone that should have been asked to keep up with the pace of the game was the people who were in front of them. Because technically, you're supposed to keep a pace. <clears throat> if I think about it now, when I was golfing the first time, they were like, we just got to make sure we're not, too fast or the people in front of us have time to tee off or to mm-hmm. make make it to their next hole <clears throat> so the pro golfers are like, you guys are good <clears throat> so the issue was like comes back to as much as people don't you know try to say it's a black thing but it comes back to you know these women are powerful women known in the US known in the black community um they're, she's a lawyer um, she's educated she has the money to be a country club member um, she has every right to be on the golf course but Seals seems like the police has to be called just to be <laughs> because you're playing too slow and I'm just like and then after that there's is that bullshit ass apology the golf club ap- apologized for calling police on the group of black women after the co-owners and his father said they were playing too slowly and refused to request to leave the course of course they're not going to want to leave the course they're not doing anything wrong with playing golf right <laughs> what? Like, oh <laughs> like, come on, like, why is that, like, if anything, like I said, if you had an issue with that, you should approach the people in front of them and tell them, hey, maybe you guys need to pick up because the people behind you are not, are slowing us down. But at the end of the day, chill, your, chill out. What you got to do?
2: Now, so who's mad at
3: golf, that golf club?
2: <laughs> I
0: want to know the golf club too, but, uh, like, so I am an awful golfer, all right? Just pure terrible, Okay. <laughs> um but I did like one time I hit like a shot really far I think it's called a drive and I thought I was going to be Tiger and then like all day after that I was reminded that I would never um but I do know that there's like a certain thing with golf etiquette just like there is in any sport that hey you need to keep up the pace you need to make sure that you allow um Everyone to have the same pace of golf that they would if you weren't golfing. Especially if you're an amateur. And I learned that from, you know, the people who taught me how to golf. Um, I also know that there's a thing just like called pure etiquette, like, and pure kindness, which is being respectful of other people and making sure that you treat them the way you would want to be treated. And my issue with this story is one, the fact that these women were not, uh, like you said, Conrad, they weren't like, they weren't first thought of as, uh, members of the chorus. They were thought of as, I'm, I'm gonna put words in people's mouth, but they were thought of as like in the way, or thought of as like a hindrance to like our, our, our great club that we have here. Because look, the fact that this is something a lot of people aren't saying, but, there are a lot of golf clubs around this country that still do not have black members, and even though they 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 won't say that they don't allow black members, the fact remains true that there's a lot of clubs around that don't don't allow black members to join and that's a, really a thing and when black members do join, there's been many stories i mean the the greatest golfer in the world, not anymore I know, but it's still very popular tiger tiger has spoke about the treatment that he has gotten at certain golf courses and he's the most famous one out there um but the fact that we we can't go to starbucks we can't go to to waffle house we can't go to the golf course we can't go nowhere without threatening other people and people feeling like the police are only there to do their job to treat to make sure that these other people feel better. So I don't know. I just get yeah, pissed off when I read this or when I read this earlier. I think it's just bullshit.
3: And it's not like <clears throat> it's not like the golf club does not know they're really members because there there's a they're part of a chapter. I think it's called the Sisters in the Fairway, mm-hmm. and they've been there for at least a decade as having members in that uh, golf club or into that uh golf club so it's just like it's not like they were brand new to seeing these people and and you're talking about etiquette and <clears throat> i was just looking up something because i needed to make sure i was saying it right but it said like part of golf etiquette like slow slow moving players let groups behind them play through if they're holding right. things up so That's it's true. like if that guy could have just been like hey do you mind if he, you know go in front of you we're kind of moving at a quicker pace I'm sure that wouldn't have been an issue other than just saying yeah. – other than, like, coming at them the way he did. So it's just like, you know, these, these, these women cut their their uh, entertainment, their fun, their, you know, bonding time down because they left after the ninth hole. Ninth hole. And they're like – they didn't want to play anymore.
0: So. I just want to know, like, when are these people <laughs> who are calling the police for all these different issues about not feeling comfortable or feeling like people are um... – I would just say not in the place that they feel like they should be. Like, I feel like that should be an offense too. Like, why aren't the police doing something to those? Like, why are you calling the
3: police about this issue? Is
1: this a It's a waste that, of time. It's a yeah. waste of time. Like,
2: resources. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like I feel like if I was a cop and pulled up and I am like, really? Right. Really? <laughs> like you called Do for You this? know the shit I'm dealing with? <laughs> and you like, got me
0: here? About some golf? Why the hell are y'all golfing in the middle of the day anyway? It's like, I don't
1: know. But I just <laughs> That's got what you back came up with. I figured it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can call me about uh, some damn
3: golf. Don't take your ass in there. Get <laughs> out <laughs> my face. Yeah. Well, whatever golf, I don't know what the name of that golf course is. Um, I'm going to call it Shady Hills. All right. It's in, it's in York, Pennsylvania. That's all I know. Love, love it. it. Uh,
0: do better.
3: Never go off there. Never.
1: Never. Do better. The, get your wait.
3: get your uh, co worker or your work employer, employees. Get someone out there who's supposed to be out there keeping track of the pace so that if there is an issue like that, it's handled correctly. Preach. So get so get someone out there to do the right thing so that you guys aren't on television looking stupid and wasting police officers' times coming out for of something they need to do and then now looking even worse by Putting out this lame ass apology, right? Like that you don't you believe that? <laughs> that you don't <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm sorry that we called the police on these black women for golfing too slowly. Like that just sounds just, just dumb. Like you know when you're you're a kid and you have to apologize for something really dumb,
1: you right? Just
0: say it. <laughs> well, that's like exactly what that's that. And you looking at <laughs> your mama like, ma, like really? <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't
1: believe it. <laughs> like
3: that's <laughs> exactly how they
1: felt.
0: And you know they really, the real issue is they don't want them to be a member there. Like, why y'all got to be a member here? What, what's their name? The Sister? Sisters the Fairway there? or something like that. Yeah, Sisters on the <laughs> Fairway.
1: The Sisters on the <laughs> Fairway. All right. <laughs>
0: y'all go where y'all appreciate it. Let's build our own golf course. Hell. Y'all can tear down my apartment building and build a golf course here. All right. Enjoy yourself. Treat
3: yourself. All
2: right? hey, where are you
0: gonna live? I don't know. Okay, I didn't get that far. I got emotional. <laughs> you Will know, hey, well, you be golfing
3: problem. at night? Because you don't want to be golfing in the day, apparently, to you. So you're gonna be golfing at night. Okay. Well, look, I haven't thought all that out, but <laughs> sisters on the fairway.
2: Yeah, all call me. We well, already. All right. <laughs> we gonna get this going. All right. Oh <laughs> man. All right. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. We got a whole another section we need to talk about here tonight. So what's been going on with Waffle House, man? It's been just like a crazy ass week for them. Man, there it's happy moment and then
3: a, and then like a dumbass moment and then you it's just Waffle House at the same time. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with the. So they get a, was it back? Is it within the same week? Yeah, April was it April twenty second, and then like the whole shooting thing happened like two days later. But anyways, Waffle House had a. Incident where, um, you know, if any of you guys have been to Waffle House, I'm sure all of us have. Have you guys? Because I, I might as well ask.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been once. Never again. That's all you need <laughs> is one time.
3: That's right. all you need is one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Waffle House is very famous in the South. It's very, fa- it's like, I'm not even going to say it's like the something of the North because it's just Waffle House. Everyone. Hey, from What's up? Kyra, right, before we get
0: into like the serious issues, because I, I definitely want to talk about that and I don't want to make light of it. Is <laughs> I want to just ask, is Waffle House
3: overrated?
2: Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and yes.
0: People down south act like Waffle House is made by Jesus, okay? And <laughs> <laughs> sees it by the Holy Spirit. Because I'd be like, I... <laughs> I make better eights than this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the they swear, like, oh, we got to, go. we about to go to Waffle House. Okay. Yeah, you ain't got nothing Man. else to do? Yeah, right. I <laughs> mean, I saw that menu for the first time, like, this is it. Right. I could can, I can offer this menu. <laughs> I swear I got gotcha. y'all. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, but
3: Waffle House is a well known uh, chain down in the South. And like Brian said, it's like, it's everything for everyone and usually that's the spot people go and when i say people usually that's just the black folks hang out after like a night at the club people would be like let's go to waffle house chill so this lady her friend it's two in the morning and they decide to go to waffle house because that's their spot and the lady decides that she orders her food you know they're probably i'm probably making this a bigger story than what it is but i gotta add to some stuff but they're chilling and order their food, food comes, and she get asked the wait waitress, um, Hey, I just want uh some plastic utensils. And the chick says, Well that's gonna be an extra 50 cent. Ooh. And so of course the lady was like, Excuse me, like, <laughs> uh I was just at this waffle house the other day and I asked for the same thing. Y'all didn't charge me. And the late uh lady got an attitude <laughs> and so, of course, she was also upset because she's not gonna pay fifty cents for some plastic utensils.
1: I ain't
0: right? never paying fifty cents in the world. Not plastic even a penny. Court. Not even a penny. Right. I don't even, I don't even pay, pay for, for the point. sauce
3: when they give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she um, dismisses the waiter leaves and come and then like they're having their own conversation and this waitress decides that it's her place to like butt in and talk to them and I guess that just sparks something. With the lady. Um, so she's already mad about the service and being asked, being charged money that is none, that she's never been charged for about the utensils. A police officer is called because they're, you know, she's being loud or, you know, refusing to leave and all this stuff. And when the police gets there, it's another one of those videos where it's they're not letting her talk or she's trying to explain herself. They're trying to, you know... It's it's really like... It's not something that, of course, once again, in these videos, it shouldn't have gone this far. Right. And, of course, people are going to be like, well, she should have just been quiet and... And what? Of the officers. But I'm just asking you, how would you feel if you got just called for the police because you refused to pay 50 cents for plastic wear that was never... It's not... It's nowhere in Waffle Island, unless it's a new policy, but I'm sure it's not saying that, unless it's in, like, finance print down in the menu, if you... <laughs> ask for plastic utensils it's gonna be 50 cents but still that does that wasn't the point the whole point of the issue was the force and the aggression the officers used to a lady who was not really trying to be aggressive back to them she just wanted to explain herself what makes it worse was these police officers are pulling her off the chair and like she's being exposed so her breasts are out and no one is like they're it almost looks like they're pulling her skirt as the, her breasts are, are out like it looks like they're still pulling her shirt and you know so she's basically half naked being exposed um she has she's trying to get one hand behind her back and then one police officer of course she's also asking like why are you guys doing this to me like this this is unnecessary one police officer decides put her hand, her his hand on her throat. It looks like she's he's like like choking her, and then that's when the the uh, film. I couldn't watch the whole film. Like I just stopped after that because i was like, here's another example of overaggression. aggression. So even after Waffle House comes out and after all the investigation, they still rule it that um, they still uh, rule it that it was justified, um, of course, and that it was okay for all this stuff. And granted, I might be leaving out some key points in everything. But still, at the end of the day, was it the question? Is was that force necessary at a 2 a.m. where it doesn't look like she's intoxicated, she doesn't look like she's a threat? Where it was seriously something that was called. Where if you're a police officer, and I'm not telling what a police officers do, I would just feel like in that situation, you'd be like, "Hey, what's going on? Do you mind if you step outside and talk?" Like you know, I don't know why it's because when you see the when you see officers are talking to uh white people. It's like without much respect. They'll be they'll like <laughs> even if even if the white person is acting a fool, like stepping out of boundary, they'll still find a way to be like, you know sure. what, let's you know, like, hey, you need can you calm down, let's move over here. But with black folks it's like I don't it's just automatic like, oh nope, they're gonna do something crazy. They're black. They're you know extra loud and all you had to do is just help her like, you know, let's pick up your bag, let's move to the outside of the premises or come over here, let's talk and we figure out what's going on. Cause that's another—that's a waste of their time too. Another example of a waste of a call, or some utensils.
0: Like Conrad, when you when you first said like the feeling of trying to defend yourself and not being hurt, or not or knowing that you really can't do that—that's like the worst feeling ever. And to be in that situation where not only Are you not able to defend yourself? But now your life is in danger because for 50 cents, I mean, hey, you could you could say, hey, she could have paid it or they could have gave it to her. But either way, for 50 cents, the police has been called. And now you are trying to trying to voice why you are in this predicament and nobody's listening to you. Nobody's on your side. Or nobody with authority is on, no no authority is on your side. That, ah, man, that just made me, like, made my heart beat. Like, made my skin, like, pissed me off a little bit. Because that is such a tough feeling. And the fact that there is, I don't know. Like, this lady went to that place, that, that establishment, to have a meal. And regardless of what state she was in, um... From all we've heard, she was not disrespectful or anything like that. Or at least I haven't seen anything saying like, hey, she was drunk
3: or, uh, not behaving, behaving
0: well, um, say, in the right Brian, manner.
3: Brian apparently says that based on the interview they had with the police officer that, um, the reason the detective said that the women, that the coworker or the lady, the people at Waffle House employees were saying that the lady who got detained was, um, cursing and yelling at them and saying like you aren't, you guys aren't gonna be here tomorrow and he said i may have a gun i may have anything i can come back up here and shoot this place up if i need to and so that's one of the main reasons they got called they're saying that um so and then so of course there's that side of the story and then the other side of the story is by her mother who was with her saying that it all started off with plastic utensils and when they objected about the 50 cents, the lady canceled their food order and told them that, you know, they have to pay or they're not going to get food. So when, um, I guess the lady's Miss Clemens, uh, when when the police arrived, the women were trying to get the name of the Waffle House supervisor to find a complaint. Um, So, I don't know. It's, it's It's like always one of those things where it's both like, oh, detective and... But in the footage, it doesn't show that. So when you see the footage, it shows... She's saying that the the lady wasn't complying to the orders. And she was trying to not get arrested. And was, you know, not listening to the police officers. So they had to detain them. But, I don't know.
1: Alright,
0: well, now after getting a few more facts, I have a few questions. (laughs) One, why your mama with you after the club? Like, why (laughs) y'all... (laughs) <laughs> what was y'all doing <laughs> what club y'all go to all right <laughs> two what House? Why y'all, why y'all making people pay for y'all uh plastic utensils right Yo food ain't even that good <laughs> to pay for right. it. <laughs> that we could have took the fort that you gave us like <laughs> that would be more more than the food uh what's my other question oh, we got got any other questions like the the i don't want to make light of the the excessive force that was used on her and and i feel bad for that um it just it just like uh it's just so frustrating that every day it seems like a story is coming out of some other establishment using excessive force or using uh um uh, using authority to kind of rectify a situation that that doesn't, like, warrant any of that, any of what is being used. Like, why are we being put in this predicament? And that's frustrating. It's, like, every single day.
2: Right, and it's just reinforcing that reality for us that it could be... Any given day, it could just end up being us or someone we know. Like, you could be golfing. You could be going to get some food. Mm-hmm. You could be chilling and waiting for your friends to show up. It don't matter what you're doing. It could just... If, the fact that you left your house means that you're now in danger. Because someone thinks that you're a threat for no reason. So,
3: what about this question, guys? Um, So, we see this pattern of... This is nothing new. This is an everyday thing for us now. So... At this point, do you think also at our with within ourselves that to avoid all this we just do what we're supposed to like do it and just, you know, maybe avoid all this? And I guess what, what does I'm that saying mean, is like though? what I'm saying, like I guess in like in her situation, I guess what I'm trying to ask is if she had complied and was like, All right, let's get out let me get out and talk to the officers, other than, you know, from the jump like saying, No, you guys can't arrest me, you're not listening to the orders of the police officer. We have seen what the end result is, right? Does it hurt to just do what they're doing and then defend yourself when you have the right people around you, you know? I mean, the other
0: part of that would be like, (laughs) hey, if she. Hell, we've seen people be in compliance with officers and they are shot dead. Yeah. So, I mean, like what it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're dead if you don't. So what do you do?
2: Right. I mean, what it comes down to me is that we shouldn't have to earn humanity. We shouldn't have to act a certain way to be not be treated like we're less than the cops that are uh, in these situations or whoever the authority figure is.
3: Because, you know, I, I, I get tired of hearing that, like, maybe they should just listen to them or maybe they should have just done what they're saying. And at the same time, like thinking about them, like at this point where it's like, like you said, damn if you don't, damn if you do. But don't you think it's just better to just do it and avoid getting, you know, I don't want to be like, yes, masa type thing, but like, I'm not going to, it's not going to, nothing's going to happen if I, or it's going to get worse if I try to talk, if I try to, you know, explain myself, if I try to get loud, if I show like, hey, calm down, what, other than just, you know, getting up and saying, all right, let's just go and I'll have, I'll give my peace to the officers, tell them what they need to hear or whatever. Tell my side of the story, or even wait till I get a lawyer and tell the side of the story. Than just to try to be forthcoming in the moment, only just because of what history has shown, and also what the this is nothing new. And I'm just saying, like, I feel like for me, if I'm in the situation, like, like I was thinking about it the other day, like, man, if I was in the situation of a police officer right now, like, what? <laughs> even if I wasn't doing anything wrong, I just feel like you know what? I'm just gonna shut up, do what I have to do, and go if if they're charging me something if i did something wrong if i got a pay ticket i'll defend it when i know like you know what i have the system i can't even say i have the system behind my back but i just have i'm not in that situation where something bad could happen so that's why i also i also also think about it that way at the same time because we can always try to point the finger at the police but it doesn't look they're going to change anything right most of the most of them are I don't want to say all police but most of them are not going to change their tactics So for our survival, at the same time, we can we have to also think about us and trying to avoid confrontations like this.
0: Right. It's almost like, um, I mean, you're absolutely right, and that is so sad because that's something we have to face every single day, and yet other people do not have to face that. Other people feel protected by the police. Other people feel like the police are. Or it can save them or be their protector in different, um, situations. And yet we feel like we have to be perfect in order, really, in order just to stay alive. And that is really, really sad. And it's almost like, hey, we know that. We know it's sad. <laughs> you, you preach it to the choir. Like, we all know that's sad. And the police, in some shape or form, have, has, uh, heard our arguments and, um you would i mean hey some of government has heard our our disagreement with that and yet nothing has changed so it's like yet we find ourselves in another weekend another situation where the police is being called on us and you almost start to get to the point like well ain't nothing gonna change so just do the same old same old just do the same thing do it be perfect don't say nothing bad don't defend yourself wait wait for that opportunity it just still feels like you are damned if you do and hopefully hopefully nothing worse if you don't but it's it's just such a tough situation to be in and that's 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 living black in america that's living brown in america that's every single day that's it's it's frustrating it's frustrating
3: yeah so Sucks to talk about stuff like that, but at the end of the day, we still got to talk about it. Um, so I don't know. If you ever put put in a situation like that, I guess it's it's up to you to decide what you want to do. Whether you want to defend yourself and try to do the whole, you know, I didn't, I did nothing. I don't deserve this. Or you can just choose the other route where you just comply until you get the chance to defend yourself or to speak. It's one of those situations you just have to go one way go the other way and either either out you don't know what's going to happen in the end but on the plus side though he hey wait drink Conrad, drinks. just before you say
0: what's, this what's and it's just popped in my head i was listening to the um the breakfast club their podcast which is pretty cool because you don't have to listen to the whole radio show you just listen to their content for the whole show um uh shameless plug for them <coughs> Uh, but they were uh, talking about a different situation that happened but the ultimate question that they uh, uh, sent out to their listeners was do you think that racism no longer exists and when I I hear some people I hear a lot of whenever stuff like this happens at Starbucks or at at, uh, Waffle House it always trends on Twitter and I just have, I don't know why I do it because it always makes me upset, but I always feel the need to go look at the comments and I see a lot of, well, why don't you guys just comply? Why don't you just say, why don't you just do what they were saying to do? Or why don't you just, whatever it may be, act in the best behavior. So the breakfast club asks this question, do you think that racism still, still exists? And it was really interesting to hear people call into their radio show and kind of give their perspective. And you heard a lot of like, well, I understand that black people are treated differently and, I, and that I don't, it was a few white people who called in and said, I don't get that same treatment, but I also don't think it's fair to think that all white people think like that or think that all people do that to you. And I think it's reverse racism. And it made me think, like, well, no, like, you, you, if you understand that this is something that a person, a black person goes through really every day, like, at this point, there's a trending topic on Twitter every day about something that a person of color has gone through um, that is not fair. And if you understand that, you would understand why black people bring this stuff stuff up so much you would understand why people of color bring this stuff up so much and why we're so frustrated and why we asked for more and we why we asked for better behavior we asked for understanding um so it just made me think of that and i just wanted to bring that up um i don't know if that sparks anything with you guys or we could just move into like the next uh next walkwise topic but i just wanted to shout that out because i just get frustrated by that sometimes all the time
3: Honestly. So even if Waffle House had all those, had this... Um, well, I guess it was still negative, but there was a positive turn out of that because one brave person decided to um, risk his life to save some more people. So let, if you haven't been on the news, or I don't know how you can miss this, if even if you're on social media, but um, a couple of days ago, uh, this white dude pulls up into... Waffle House um, opens fire, kills four people. But my drink to that goes to James Shaw, Jr. Uh, this brave black man that decided to risk his life uh, to save more people, and he did. Um, he was able to. Uh, I don't. I don't know how he did this, but he was able to grab the gun that the dude had or the rifle AR-15 the dude had and throw it over the counter and stopped the shooting um, the dude fled they eventually caught him I think today or yesterday one of the two but James, man thanks for um, taking that brave leap of faith and trusting your guts and your, you, your instincts of flight or flight and you just chose to fight because I always ask myself what would I do in those situations? And it's easy to put in yourself in those scenarios. Like, well, I'm going to do this and try to act like you 007 and do all this stuff and grab a gun and tackle him and punch him in the face. But, like, this dude, like I said, I did it because I was trying to save my life, to be honest. Like, I wasn't. <laughs> he was honest. He's like, I was trying to save me and I ended up saving people. But at the end of the day, all I was saying is, like, I don't. I'm not ready to die. And I just, yeah, commend him for that. Yeah, hey, it's because- real. I don't know how I don't know at what level, like at what point do you decide like, alright, this is what I'm doing. I'm about to do this. Dude can turn around and pop me, put two in my chest right now, but I'm going. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Like how does like how does someone decide to do that? But yeah, that's my journey to that. Yeah, this This was so
0: sad to read about. Like this crazy man comes in. You're at a restaurant just trying to enjoy yourself or get food or whatever you may be doing. Cause some of these people were even shot in the parking lot. So they probably didn't even have a chance to even go inside and your life is over like that. It, it was, it, it was hard to read about. Um, but the fact that, uh, James did that and, and I thought, I looked at a few of his interviews that he's given and he's having a hard time calling himself a hero. Man, you you're the biggest hero out there right now. They should build a comic book series around you because you did. I I asked myself, and I don't know if you guys did this. Like, what the hell would I do if I was in that situation? Like, I know I would have the best hiding spot because I was always good at hide and seek. But <laughs> I don't I don't know what I, if I would have had the courage that hey, this man's gun. He's reloading, or 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 he is reloading. I got a few seconds to do something. Are you willing to do it? And you actually do it, man. I mean, if I if we had like a, a budget for the show, I would have some sound effects for uh, James, but we don't. So
3: I'll just clap myself. <laughs> good
0: job, good job, James.
3: And I saw they had a fund him for uh, GoFund. For him, I don't know. I didn't really see what exactly they were. I don't know if it was for his hospital bills or just to help him, but
2: yeah, he got some uh, damage, some injuries, some the the whole situation. They definitely said his hands got burned from gripping the gun right there, was firing, and then just probably just a couple more injuries from the scuffle itself.
0: Well, wait, because he started to go, he didn't want to go fund me for himself, he started that for the victims, so he raised about forty to fifty thousand dollars. Um, since this happened for them and other people on the internet say hey we should also offer this man some type of reward or 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 you know thanks for everything that he did and thankfully people have chipped in to give him some money as well for him and his family i know he has like a young daughter so i think that's even more cool like hey not only did I not think I was doing, I was heroic, but he also stepped in and said, "Hey, we need to do something for these victims who
2: left us too soon." Yeah, I think that's just all around stand up character right there. And I really like the one thing that I do appreciate from this situation is that I don't have any idea what this shooter's name is, but I do know that that uh, his name, James' name. So I was like, it's, I'm glad that we're getting to a point where we're taking a spotlight off of those guys and." Making them no longer be the center of attention because I think that is a motivating factor for so many people who are here to try to make a name for themselves doing this. Yeah.
0: Hey, can we be pissed off for a minute, though? Yeah. The shooter got a $2 million um, bill put on him. Or what that do you call a it? Surprised. A bond? Is it a bail or a bond? I Maybe what they're I think it's a bo- bond. <laughs> like, he killed four people and the judge still allowed for him to have. Now, since that. That information has come out. The judge has, has uh... Went Revolved back and this. take... Yeah, revoked the bond. But the fact that that would even be allowed... Like, what the
3: fuck is that?
2: Yeah. He even had the audacity to do it in the first place. That's sick. Man.
3: It's not surprising, but I'm glad he revoked it. Because I guarantee you... So there was someone doing a GoFundMe to release him.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Some bullshit.
3: <laughs> um... Who
2: else? Hey. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry, just really quick. Just
0: want to put the names out there of the victims who did uh, unfortunately pass away and send many prayers to their family. Um, there were four victims, and the fact that they were so young made me so sad. There was uh, Joe Perez, who was 20 years old, DeEbony Groves, who was 21 years old. There was, uh, Tehran, and I apologize if I'm saying this wrong. Sanderlin, who was 29 years old, and Akila de Silva, who was 23. So, uh, God bless, uh, to all their families, uh, and friends, and
2: just praying for the best for everybody out there. Yeah, rest in peace to them. All right, so before we get into the main event for tonight, there is one quick piss stop I need to make here because on our episode last week, I had a very joyous moment where I was welcome. <laughs> 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 Go ahead and laugh it up. I was welcoming Kanye back to Twitter, and I think that was really just a short-term amnesia because honestly, looking back on it, I don't know why I was happy that he was back. <laughs> because when he left i was happy that he left <laughs> because he, he's doing the same shit that he's doing now well. so i mean it's been a whirlwind of a week to be a kanye fan yeah. like, <laughs>
1: i'm
2: i'm not even gonna lie y'all. i'm like super close to muting him and his name Whoa, like be... whoa wow well i've been seeing so much negativity on my timeline that i'm just i'm ready to react first off like if anyone comes to me with negativity <laughs> in real life, it's, it might be a situation. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to try to remove all that negativity from my life, including the stuff that he's saying. So I'll sort of say real quickly about the, his statements about supporting, wasn't it Candace Owens? Like, like, I like the way she thinks and, and the whole right-wing political stuff that he's been kind of teeter, teetering towards lately. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, yes, it's disappointing. But on the other hand, I'm not really surprised. No. I mean, he's been on that road for a long time. Before he went silent, he was already kind of saying those same type of things. And he's known from... He's been known for the past few years just to be saying these random, off-the-cuff things to get people talking. And really, at this point, I feel like it's just part of the rollout process at this point. Because mm-hmm. if if I go back to think about the last time he was doing this, it was when Life of Pablo was about to drop or when he was on tour, keeping people interested about that buzz. And it makes sense now that he has the album and a half and the three more he's producing coming up that this is right on time for the rollout to start. Because right on cue, literally every day Kanye's name is back in the headlines, mm-hmm. back on the timeline. And all he has to do is put out these random non-sequiturs They don't even really have to engage in conversation with anyone. All he has to do is just put it out there and the conversation will flow from there. That's mm, true. So, so I, I will admit I'm disappointed in him. I can't act like I'm can support the stuff he's been saying or say i agree with it but i'm also nowhere near close to canceling him as a couple people have asked me about like that's nowhere near close to happening i think for someone that i appreciate as much as him i would have to draw the line at hurting people so yeah he's saying stuff i don't agree with but as long as he's not actively hurting people i'm probably still gonna keep listening to the music
3: so like someone uh addressed this question who's saying that and I want to ask, do you think you can, for instance, like how he was supporting um, Candace Owens, um, do you think he, you can support someone as far as in their, like their guts to like stand up against what quote unquote they not say, um, that's the word I'm looking for, challenging the conventional black thoughts? Like, do you think he is approving that or he's just liking her fact of being bold and going against the grain in his tweet that he said about her can you do both I mean, can you like what she's doing as far as her steps of doing it and not liking her actual final product or what her whole persona is about
2: yeah I'll say that I'm not gonna pretend like I'm, I can interpret what Kanye was saying because yeah. as much as I would like, I would like to believe that that's what he meant by it. He could have also come out, he could come out tweeting right now while we're talking and just saying, I, "Nope, I agree with her. I believe everything she said." So I'm not gonna pretend like I know for sure that's what he meant by it. But if that is it, then yeah, I do think that is something you can do because mm-hmm. I think that to a, a conversation that I've had with a group of friends in the past that's along those similar lines is that you can totally agree. With someone's mindset or admire their their uh, capabilities without agreeing with, with what they actually did, and I mean it's trigger warning, but the greatest example of that would be Hitler. Mm. And the reason why mm. I say that is because when I was talking to a group of friends, there were a couple of us that said that we think Hitler was a great leader, even though what he did was horrible. And of course, we don't think that anything he did was right. The fact remains that he was able to lead millions of people to believe in what he believed in. Mm. So you got to say that at the end of the day, the man knew how to lead. So even though I don't agree with what he did, I can say that I agree that he he had skills. And I think that's along the same lines of what Kanye's saying, or what I hope he's saying.
3: Right. Hmm.
0: Be shot I just wonder why is Kanye saying what he's saying? Cause I, I just feel like it... I do feel like it's all calculated. It's all part of some uh, marketing ploy. I read an article today that Kanye fired his whole management team. So he fired his longtime manager, who's been with him since uh, pretty much the start. He fired uh, Scooter Braun, who has been with him for like the last three, four years. Uh, Scooter's also the manager of uh, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. Uh, And he also fired his lawyer and publicist, I want to say. And I'm, and, and they are all saying, now, you gotta say their part too. They're all saying that, uh, they fear for Kanye, that he is not mentally stable, uh, and that, uh, they feel like he needs some help. Which, I'm not saying nothing, cause I don't know the guy. Uh, if you remember, he canceled his tour last year, um, because there was some type of illness going on. Uh, I I just wonder like why is he doing this? Why is this? Uh, why is he doing this? And what's going to be the effect on the people that he's promoting? I think of people like Tiana Taylor. I think of people like uh, Nas, as recently as a few days ago. And uh, uh, those are the only two people I really cared about. But <laughs> don't don't disrespect Pusha T. Pusha T. All right, all right. <laughs> but like, what's going to be the effect on them? And I wonder. I really wonder what the hell are they thinking right now like they got some great publicity over the weekend but now they're associated to this dude who is not getting the best publicity it's just so it's all so like uh like messy in a way and I I just wonder why what's the purpose behind this and if it if it is for entertainment and maybe there is going to be some type of like um I guess, reveal down the road. I mean, hey, I'll be interested in seeing it, but to me, this is like the same Kanye. This is what Kanye has been turning into for
3: years. Mm. I don't know. I just never know what to expect from Kanye. So I'm just going to go off of his positive tweets that he was doing before all this happened recently. So... 'Cause like Ron said, he can go back tomorrow. He can switch it up tomorrow actually and say, you know what? I don't like Candace.
1: So <laughs> Or
3: I was he joking. Just, he really oh, could you know it's part of my right. book. He can do it. He can say anything. But um at the end of the day it's Kanye. he's unpredictable. Um, you don't I just was I was really just more interested because Ron's a stand, and you know, you can't speak bad ill about Kanye. So I just wanna know how he felt about it his antics uh, lately.
2: Hey, like I'm still here for all all five of the albums that he announced that he that has his hand on in June. Like, June, we could just skip May. Hey, he hey, right hey, 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 hey.
3: Hey, hey, hey
0: Damn
3: minute, alright? Four <laughs> so month dude. for this podcast. Alright.
2: <laughs> nah, but I'm still like here for the music. I still have been listening to Kanye every day. I will continue to. So,
3: Man, there's still Ron. Let me tell you something, Brian. So I took Ron the other day uh, <laughs> of some new music I heard. I sent him a message. I was like, check out this artist. And he was like, uh, I'm listening to Kanye. That's going to have to wait. <laughs> I was like, well, excuse me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't say you had to listen to it right now. I just wanted to share this guy with you.
1: <laughs>
3: and he was like, I'm bullshitting. But all at the same time, I could see Ron doing that. I ain't got time for y'all other artists.
2: Look, I'll tell you right now: when those albums drop, don't even hit me up. Don't waste your time, because my phone (laughs) (laughs) is only gonna be doing one thing: playing that album. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and get into the main event for tonight. It's the moment we know B been waiting for for the past. I mean, what? How long the album out? (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. October what? Alright, so, the album of the month for this month. We know all of you have been checking it out. and We know all y'all are excited to hear about what we have to say about it. This month we're talking about The Velvet Rope by none, only then who? What? Y'all picked this album to be the album of
0: the month? Wow. Oh, man. I'm so happy. I can't believe y'all picked this. You could have picked any album. But you picked this one. Thank you. I love y'all. I love y'all. Wow. I didn't know you guys you, were such a
2: big fans. You, you would think you had a hand in making this album. Man. Okay, have you read the Wikipedia page? Okay. I, 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 I have
0: not.
1: I'm looking at it right now. In the last hour.
2: <laughs> All right, B, go ahead and kick us off with the introduction. What you got to say about this one? All
0: right. So, look, let me start off by saying I was really nervous <laughs> before this podcast. Because, uh, I knew I had to talk about this album. I knew this was the one that I picked. And, uh, like all the albums we picked, it means a lot to me. Uh, this album has, uh, has been there in in many different ways, uh, for me throughout my life. And I wanted to start off by saying just a little bit of, giving a little bit of information about uh, this album and why it's important—not only to me, but a lot of people. If you think about the fact that this album came out in 1997, so think about it from this standpoint: Janet Jackson, the superstar. All right, 1997, she just released the best album or the best-selling album of her career. just left a, a highly successful tour, and she just signed the biggest record deal at the time of all time. Uh beating her brother and you know that white lady madonna uh, <laughs> but then you think of like the personal things that janet was going through she was in a deep depression and she's talked about this uh she was dealing with stuff from her childhood her current relationship um self-esteem all that stuff and she decided to put it all in the music and when i found this album I found this album like in the uh, mid, maybe early 2000s. Because I remember when it came out, my sister really loved it, and I was not a Janet Jackson fan. I was all about Michael what? Jackson. Hey, I wasn't. I was all about Michael Jackson, and I was like, oh, his sister just out here trying to steal off of his shine. Um, hey, I learned a lot.
2: I feel like I don't even know that guy. Hey. Yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know
0: who that is. <laughs> That's who I was. But then I got older and I was like, well, damn, she kind of fine, though. Uh, and that kind of helped. And then I started to get into the music. I started to get help, into Brian? the music. Wait, wait. I what kind of help,
1: bro? I was like, don't I, no. <laughs> 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 I
0: mean, Mike ain't hurting, though, all right? Maybe his sister can not come in, all right? <laughs> she, give her a chance, Okay. <laughs> But I remember, like, I started to listen to music and I stole this, this CD off of my sister's CD rack. Y'all too young. Y'all don't even know what CDs are anymore. But people used to have CD holders and racks that you would keep in your room to keep all your music together. And she didn't know I stole it. She probably don't know now. Uh, if you listening, thanks. Uh, but I stole it and I listened to it. And over the years, this album has stuck with me through many of the things I've gone through. You know, there's certain music you can listen to during certain times. When you feel happy, when you feel uh good, if you will, when you feel a little sexy, you know, shit, a little sexy out here. Uh, and then, sadly, when you feel down. And this has been one of those albums for me that I can listen to throughout all those different emotions. Alright? Um whenever I'm having like a tough day or a sad day or a sad moment, I can listen to this. Whenever I need to feel hopeful or I need to feel like a little bit like uh get my mood in the in uh get my mood in a better place, I listen to this. Whenever I feel like, hey, you know, <laughs> your boy did three push ups today. Let me <laughs> let me take off my shirt and look what it looked like. Alright?
1: <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I picked this song
0: but um, yeah I picked this album because it has meant a lot to me it's one of the greatest albums I've ever heard Um, and I think one thing I want to say before we talk about it two things I want to say before we talk about it one I appreciate the fact that a pop star uh, a big artist of of her magnitude at the time allowed us to see the real her and i i look for that and if you listen to how i talk about other artists i look for that for from everyone i appreciate that from everyone and then two i love this album but like i said last week i'm not gonna argue i'm not gonna be emotional i'm gonna let Ronnie conrad talk about it and i'm gonna respect their opinion. Now, if you know me, you know that's a lie, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try the whole way. I'm going to try to Man, listen, listen to it, and I'm going to try to be
3: real. <laughs> Listeners, if, if we don't have an episode next Tuesday, you know why.
2: <laughs> All right. I've actually you know you don't see me tweeting over the weekend. It's because <laughs> Brian pulled up, <laughs> and I'm next. <mixed. laughs> All right. I'm gonna one tweet a day so y'all know I'm still alive. Y'all don't see that tweet pop up, <laughs> y'all know who did it. Hey, so, uh, no. All right. <laughs> Brian, Brian gonna use the Amazon
3: drop off and it's gonna pop up something
2: hey, in Brian's car. Where you're trunk at? Where you're trunk at, Conrad. <laughs> where
0: you're trunk Let me hit that lock again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but let's go into it.
2: I'm ready. Alright, so yeah, let's kick it off. No, I'm nervous. So we you know we got I'm started nervous. off with the rating system. Oh, one through five, how many flame emojis do you going to give it? So, I mean, B, we can go ahead and start <laughs> off with you. You know, We know what you're going to give it. But just so we can put it automatically on record and make it official, how many flame emojis do you want to give it? You know, I ain't trying to fight because I don't fight no more. But, uh, I give it... No, nah, I give it, I give it five flame emojis. Alright. Now, I don't think there's any explanation needed there. We've heard the intro, just for how much you love this one. Mm. So you you, you you want to go next, Conrad? Or you want me to go? going
3: will let you go, Max. Because if you say something bad, I'm good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't laughing. <laughs> All right,
2: so I'm gonna give it my fair and honest opinion. I have to go with three point eight emojis. Hmm. Mm.
3: Well, I'm sorry, Brian. Now, me just want to say this has nothing to do with how you guys treated my album. Oh, whoa, whoa! Uh,
1: <laughs> no. <I had> <laughs> that was wrong, by the way.
2: Uh, <laughs> nope, it was you. Uh, I went back and listened. Um, Yeah.
3: But for me, uh, I had to give it a 3.5 rating. Playing emojis. E you a burn your ass, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Brian. Are we good, Brian? we good? Are you Are we good? Take a <laughs> break? Can we keep recording? I mean, I'm shaking over here a little bit. <laughs> okay, let me, let me ask you. I just break. ripped my pillow How How is that compared to what you expected? Is it lower or higher? Uh, Honestly, it's higher than what I expected. All right, that's a good start. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, so mom, let's go ahead and keep moving on and, yeah. and, talk, and talk about why, why we, how we got to that point well, We can't get Brian so, any chance to think about things so we gotta keep these this rolling hey. <laughs> Right, hey <laughs> Out there <laughs>
1: Alright,
2: so the first thing is like how do you feel when you're listening to this album? And B definitely touched on this a lot in the beginning So I'll say for me the thing that you touched on that I pulled above from this is that I felt like I got a connection to Janet that I hadn't, hadn't had before so this is the first full album of hers I've ever heard up until this point it's really just been the singles and I had, really didn't know what to expect like when you listen to an artist's singles I've learned that you really just you can't use that as a determine what you're going to get on their album because they can hit you with a lot of curveballs compared to what they make for the radio so when I came into this mind wide open just ready to see what she brought in I was pleasantly surprised with just the level of intimacy that she gave with these songs. Like, I felt like, even through that first playback, and I didn't even get a full chance to say I really felt like I, I heard everything, but even just through that first playback, I felt like I had seen, learned about a side of Janet that you don't get when you just are just a casual fan or when you're just a casual listener. you got to actually take pay attention to their art and listen to them give you a full project to get that side of them. So I got a feeling of closeness to her when I listened to this. What about you, Conrad?
3: Um, yeah, definitely there was a... It was an emotional roller coaster. That's the, like the best way I can put it. Um, and for me, the first time I listened to it, what captured me was the different sounds and like the mix of hip hop, the mix of jazz, the mix of I had even there was a thing called trip trip hop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and that's something I never I had to like you know do some research on this whole album because I felt like it was so much I was missing the first time I listened to it. And granted, even if like I didn't vibe to it as much, I still feel like each song had a message and like going back and like doing some research and reading about each song or the themes behind this album, I can see how it impacted a lot of people. Um, And I'm sure B-Shock's going to touch, go into depth of it about each, about the songs and the levels and how those controversy even internationally and how some of these, this album was banned in Singapore at some point because of some of the messages it was sending. But there's some stuff I didn't know about Janet when I'm reading about this album and finding out who she was and what she supported and who she cared for. And yeah, so for me, I, the best thing I could listen to was Emotional Roller Coaster, and I just um, appreciate how she mixed all these different genres together as far as soundtrack to put this, I guess you would say a story together for everyone. Um, but that's how I felt listening to it. Do I like Be shocked. I don't know if he was still there. I was just <laughs> so hey. and he's <laughs>
0: look, I, I kinda say how I felt how I feel every time I listen to it. Um I think I just wanna take some time to give a shout out to uh Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are uh Janet's uh partners whenever she records an album. Majority of the time she records an album. The fact that they would bring all this music together, um If you have never, if you are a fan of music and you have time, look for any interview you can of Jimmy Jam. Because Terry doesn't talk as much, but Jimmy Jam is willing to give you everything that he can. There's an interview he did with um, Questlove. Um, Questlove has like a podcast on... um, I'm drawing a blank. What's the What's the music service we use sometimes? I can't think of You're it. It's Sp- on Spotify. Not Spotify, but the one that you put an artist's name name in, and it'll play that type of music.
2: Oh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah.
0: Quest Quest Love has a podcast over there, and Jimmy Jam gave him about a four hour interview. And the way this guy thinks about music and the way he, like, brings you into the room with him, Janet, and Terry is so cool. And you, t- you talk about, um, trip hop? You called it, right, Conrad? Yeah. Well, that comes kind of from Detroit. Like, um, uh, with, um, I'm not doing good with names at all right now, but he passed away. Uh, Dilla. Jay Dilla? Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. Yep. Yeah, if you think of, like, uh, Got Till It's Gone, that was a J. Dilla-inspired record. And just the way they talk about music. Now that I'm older, um, I still think about it like, hey, if I'm going through something, I can listen to it. But even, like, as a fan of music and thinking of those uh, producers, I can I can appreciate it even more because I understand what they were trying to do. So that's another feeling I get from it when I listen to it.
2: Mm. Alright, so let's go ahead and just dive into the songs themselves. So the, the intro track is always one that's definitely very important for an album. It really sets the tone for the piece. And in this case, we start off really with an interlude, so let's talk about that interlude plus the actual first track on it, which is the self-titled of Elba Rope. What were your guys' thoughts on those? <clears throat> Ron, were you pissed about the interludes? <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs>
1: I was wrong with the album album.
3: because I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, this album has a lot of interludes. And like, yeah, I wasn't with it either. And for the first time, I was like, I can see why Ron hates them.
2: Yeah. I mean, so actually this part of the podcast got cut out when we talked about it with the Lauren Hills due to some issues. But so for people who didn't get it, who don't really know, I mentioned that we I don't really like interludes within albums because I feel like it breaks up uh, oftentimes just the overall tone and the mood. And I think a lot of people disagree. A lot of people enjoy them. and I mean, I ain't got no issue with them. I'm not going to ever knock a project down for them. But in this case, I will say that I wasn't really a fan of the interludes that kept coming up throughout this one. Well, well. I
3: feel feel like this conversation really is just between Ron and I, and then Brian will chime in when he doesn't want to hear what he wants to hear.
1: Right. (laughs) I will just
0: say that if you are a fan if you are a fan of Janet's music, you understand that you get interludes on every album. That's like, some people call her the queen of interludes. Because they are there every time. They're very different. Uh, And this album is like, to me, the best use of interludes. Because it kind of makes you, uh, to me, it puts me in the feeling of what, of the different Segments of the album, but I understand why people would find them annoying too because there are a lot of them.
2: There are a lot of songs on this album, probably could have been. There were a lot of songs, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, just thinking about those first two, I think I really enjoyed that. How it really set the tone for the beginning of the album because it starts off with you just hear her voice, she kind of lets you know what her mindset was as she be as she was doing this album. And I feel like as it transitions into Velva Rope, it's kind of like a nice move. You can hear that she finishes up and then the beat picks up. And Velva Rope was actually my favorite song that I found on here that I didn't know about before. So I already had already heard the singles. So as far as the rest of the songs, this was my first time hearing them. And this one was the immediate favorite. I immediately started adding to my playlist because it just automatically started with a good groove. Let me know that I was in for some quality music. And I can appreciate the intricacies that go into... The beat, on not only on this song, but throughout the whole album, it really just lets me know that Janet is another one of those artists that really makes sure that when you're hearing their work, you they, she pays attention to every little detail that you're hearing th- throughout the album and within these songs. And those little details really add up to that and enhancing that experience. So I appreciated the song she said right off the bat. <clears throat>
3: I'm not going
2: to lie, the first time I
3: saw the title of this album, I was like, man, this might probably be a freaky album because i'm thinking velvet <laughs> i'm thinking rope i'm like velvet. <laughs> this this is i'm thinking janet i'm like man she's about to say some freaky stuff on this album but the velvet rope definitely set the tone and you kind of got that whole message about it as in i mean it says it in the core in the hook and it's kind of just setting the theme of the album like you know you you can, you know, everyone is free to be themselves and feel like a sense of belonging at the same time, and like even if she was saying it and it was like, you know, that Janet's seductive voice and like doing her thing, but he can still capture the message, um, and that's why, to me, I it wasn't my top song, but I still like the way it started off the album. Um, it got you like, all right, so this is what's gonna happen, and we're about to go in, but. Yeah, so I, for me just starting off, and they say don't judge the book by its cover, I was judging that book because I was like, man, Velvet wrote. We all know what Velvet deals with most of the time. That's like, you know, soft soft, sensual nature of Velvet usually is sexual, but um, it was a good start. All right, get your mind out the goat. Can you blame him? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got next man. I feel like right, so, I feel like Ryan and I are trending real lightly right
1: now.
3: <laughs> hey, go in. Go in. I, I, I've been preparing for a month for you
0: guys to go in, alright? I'm ready to fight. Alright. Look outside your window.
2: <laughs> we'll get there. You see me in like <laughs>
0: The Mortal Kombat pickier player stance. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing and everything. Hey. Just ready. <laughs> Showing my one move. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the next thing is the singles for, for this album. So, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was I Get Lonely, uh, Go Deep. Uh, was, gone, was Got It Till It's Gone it's an official single? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: Okay. And then wasn't there one more as well?
0: Yep. Together Again.
2: Yep, that's the one. Well,
0: there was six. So first was Got Till It's Gone. It was Together Again, I Get Lonely, Go Deep, You. And then um, Every Time was kind of tacked on at the end for the HBO release. But Got Till It's Gone was like the first introduction to this album. And that's
3: my favorite song of the album.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you list off those singles, I think it's... I mean, those, those were the obvious picks to me because I, basically you were just naming all my favorites. I mean, really, if you're going to be honest, you're naming the songs that I like on the album, <laughs> with the exception you add in "Velvet Rope" and "Roadburn," Rope and you've named basically what I the songs that I enjoy. So I think that they definitely did an excellent job picking those and. Even back in the day when this album came out, like, I remember hearing I, I get lonely and go deep and got it to go on the radio. Like, even when I wasn't a fan of music outside of hip hop, really, I still appreciated those, that, that's those songs and that music. And to this day, like, I get lonely and go deeper. Like, two of my favorite songs just because of that nostalgia factor. Like, I can remember being a kid and hearing them and not really understanding what they were about, but just knowing that they had a good sound to them. Yeah. And now I'm growing and can actually understand the music and it makes it sound that much better. So I I remember when I
0: heard uh, gotcha has gone, I hated that song. I don't know why. I just did not like it, and I never kind of got the vibe of it. But that was me, like as a young kid, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool, but
1: nah, this ain't
0: this ain't it. And the older I get, like every year I get older, the more I appreciate that song. Which now is like one of my favorite songs. Um, and now that I, like, hear some of the story behind it, and, like, I kind of know who Joni Mitchell is, which is something I didn't know when I was younger. And I know, like, who Q-Tip is, who I didn't really know when I was younger. And I'm like, ah, like, I get the lyrics. I get all this stuff. I really, really appreciate it. And I understand now why it was the lead single uh from this album. Um, my, my favorite, I think, I think my favorite, no, I don't know if I want to go that far. One of my favorite, at least top three favorite R&B songs of all time will be I Get Lonely. I think of that song so much. Every time it comes on the radio, everybody got to shut up. Every time it comes on my shuffle, I got to shut up. I just think it is like down to the finger snaps. Like yeah I hear that? Yeah I hear that yeah I hear that? Hey, I'm a G when I come when it comes to snapping my fingers. Um
3: <laughs> I, I love that song. I feel like it's perfection. What do you think, alright? Like I said, for me my uh favorite single was Get It Till It's Gone. Uh or Got It Got It Till It's Gone and the whole for me it's one because uh I enjoy Q tip. Uh, as a rapper, and then that whole just track I vibe to with the hip hop uh, background it almost had that tribe called Quest um, feel to it, um, and I think I wrote down another song that because Brian was calling us out <clears throat> at the end of the last episode called Tori and Ron and myself out for to be shame to be ashamed of ourselves because we hadn't listened to this um album at all. But I never realized Together Again came from this album. Like as of course listening to it back and like hearing this song on the radio. Um it felt like when you are at like at a party and this was felt like this was the right song to play at that party or at middle school dance still I don't know, somehow this song always popped up and I never knew obviously I had no idea where Velvet Rope was and I probably Feel like at my age at that time I should have known that was, what was because I came up with my parents like I'm listening to Velvet Rope they're probably like what that is what's that what's that <laughs> take it back that be? what's that <laughs> back what's that what's that pornographic music you listening mm-hmm. to <laughs> but um but yeah for me that out of the singles uh Got to Is Gone was my go to um. Also, I wrote down as my need was another song I really liked on the album. Um, so besides like the main songs, we main sing- singles, those were probably my two that I really enjoyed on this track, on this whole album.
2: All right. So on the opposite note, well, I guess this is gonna be between me and you, Conrad. Were there any songs that you just didn't <laughs> like at all?
3: Um. So I did not
2: really enjoy free, free
3: zone thank you at all like at all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, like i was just like this i couldn't even finish it and it, it sucks because there's a deeper message to this out to this because i had to look it up i was like what is this song about because i just don't get it i didn't vibe with it like the, the track the soundtrack just didn't make sense to me and like going back with the theme and brian correct me if i'm wrong because i probably will be wrong um was this free zone um incorporated like theme was more about like uh lgbt community and is that right am i right wrong no
0: no i think you are right i think the overall message of the song is like what if we all were just free what if we all just thought of each other like equals and yeah she kind of tries to give a few scenarios on when we don't
2: do that Mm. well I was gonna say I agree with that message, but I could not finish this song either. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> <laughs> it just did not jive with me. But go ahead, and finish it, Conrad.
3: <laughs> no, that's that's how it was. I just that every time that song came on, uh, the first time I tried to listen to it the whole way, I was like, nah. The second time I listened to, it, I was like, maybe give it a shot, and I ended the same place every time, pressing. <laughs> So that was probably my least favorite. I don't think you needed to be on the album for if we were to choose a song that you can just scratch off. That would have
2: been the one, especially especially after Go Deep. That's what I was going about just about to say. I think that's what hits the hardest about it, is that it comes out there a song that I enjoy so much that for the immediately follow up right after that it kind of it was a downer on the mood, as as I was for the listening experience of the album.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I would
2: say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs>
0: i actually i love the music in that song like i love the production and the fact that I'll, the thing i think about all the time when i hear that song is how the hell do you i always think of like a producer's job like an executive producer's job like how do you get all this music to kind of fit and to me i thought it was dope that they can bring all those different styles of music into one I don't even know if you could call it a song, but like this piece of music. And I think it breaks up to me, it breaks up like that, the, that part of the album that comes before it versus the album the re- or the part of the album that comes after it. So that's why I've always appreciated it. But I understand a little bit how people can find it. Uh, I, if you will. (laughs) I will say at the same time, that was 1997. And the fact that in 1997, she's talking about some of the stuff that we still talk about today. Around uh, accepting all people, uh, being around all people, loving all people. Uh, It's interesting to me that same stuff still exists. It's not, I mean, hey, we know it still exists, but fact that we're still
3: dealing with that stuff 21 21 years later so brian you didn't what so if you if you had to if i put a, if someone put a gun to your head and said pick a song to take off this album what you're picking
1: all right hey I, I
0: ain't scared though i still do it let me <laughs> figure it out all right so i would get rid of that's really hard though <laughs> you would you would just take the bullet
2: <laughs> kill me now, see
0: I would Number get ten. rid of I would get rid of, and there was a moment where I really loved this song, and i i I've been thinking about it the last few days, but I couldn't really figure out why I loved it so much, but uh two nights the night, which is between every time and I get lonely, I don't really like that song anymore. And I would say the other song might be Empty, uh, which is after Together Again, because I know it's similar lyrics. I appreciate the flow of the album, but those two, like, I and, and I, honestly, this might be uh, even bigger. Like, I don't really like Go Deep. I've never liked Go Deep. So interesting. Um, I think it's a cool like produced song, but I just never, never really appreciated
3: it. So I always skip "Go Deep" every time I listen to that album. Well, I'll never th- think to hear you say you skipped the song of Janet Jackson. I
2: rarely skip that song. Song. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but but you know what? That's real though. Especially when it's your favorite artist. Like their singles get played out sometimes. Especially if you only barely liked it, mm-hmm. like. There's a bunch of Jay-Z and Kanye singles that I skip these days because they just got so played out mm. when they were hot. But all right, back to this album. So another thing that we like to talk about are rounds of tracks. So a few, a few songs in a row on the album that you either thoroughly enjoyed or didn't like or had a certain connection with. Were there any set of songs like that for you guys?
3: Uh, Well, I think I've said mine a lot, so... God, it's going. I played it like four or five times actually. Um, I'm proud of you. So that was my song. If I if yeah if I had to pick one song to listen to on repeat on this album, it would definitely be that.
2: Well, no, we're thinking like a set of songs, so like three or three or more on a row on, on the album's track list. Mm,
3: no, Whoa. I didn't have. It. <laughs> I didn't really have, <laughs> <I didn't laughs> have like songs that were. if It was like three in a row. I was like, damn, that was good. Because for me, I Well, I guess. It was two because it was God Till's Gone and then I added uh, My Need to my favorite songs and then that was about it because it seemed like every other song, every two songs, there was an interlude or every other song that was an interlude. Um,
2: yeah. Ronald? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm in a similar boat because for me, the only song on this album I didn't like was Free Zone. Other than that, they went from OK to I Love It but there were not, there wasn't a set of three songs in a row that I really enjoyed. It would be like, oh, I love this one. Oh, this one's alright. Ooh, I love this one. This one's alright." It was just kind of ups and downs. So there's no real section of it that I really like could say that stood out to me as being me something I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I'll pray for
0: y'all. So, um, the only <laughs> song I say that I skip every time I listen, um, not every time, but most of the time is, uh, uh, Go Deep. Everything else, I feel like I feel like there's a story being told, and I appreciate that. Even with the interludes, like there's not one interlude that I skip on this album. I play every one. Oh yeah, I know you ain't gonna skip that speakerphone. Hey, not one pussy gonna swallow it, fall apart. You nasty boy.
3: (laughs) For those that may not know. What that interlude speakerphone is is um, <laughs> consists of Janet Jackson beginning to masturbate before the phone conversation, um, so that's why you know maybe do go there. But
0: so there is a rumor with that uh, that interlude that the woman on the phone is actually Lisa Marie Presley.
3: Is that her sister-in-law?
0: At the time, yeah. At the time. Which, to me, makes it creepier. I always thought it was, like, somebody (laughs) else. But either way, (laughs) I'm like, what? I can't imagine picking up
2: the phone hey <laughs> <it, is> <laughs> hold on hey,
1: s- is. I'm
2: going to call you back
1: <laughs> I feel like it's a dude can not
2: do that, like <laughs> hold on one minute
1: whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice uh. oh, man <laughs> mm. all
2: right so let's go ahead and move into basically just the closing thoughts hot takes anything else we have to say about the album so i'll kick us off because i feel like this is going to be the one that brian's going to be the most upset with me about but i gotta be honest to put it out there
1: okay all right <laughs> okay. and i
2: honestly i think i'm gonna get more than just hate from you from this one because i feel like this is gonna go against the popular opinion but i do not get why this album is classic i gotta be honest Mm. I'm not going to say I I enjoyed the album but I just listening to it I do not understand why it got that classic stamp something's missing to me about that and like and how I mentioned that there's only maybe like half the songs on here that I really enjoyed if you trimmed it down to just those songs and then it was included if you want that would be a classic album to me like take it down to maybe about 15 tracks 12 to 15 and there you go Brian no, come um, right. You go. You go. You go.
0: <laughs> go ahead. You go. You go. <laughs>
1: um,
3: so I gave my rating. Obviously, I gave the lowest rating. Um, and to me, overall, it's not like something new for me because I wasn't like the biggest Janet Jackson listener. I'll say um, I say <laughs> I jumped <do> in. <laughs> Um, so I mean the songs I know of Janet are usually like her singles or her hits like the radio hit uh plays. Um and I'm like looking through all her albums, and Janet might have been the first Who's Mans back in the day with the number of tracks she put on her um, <laughs> album because <laughs> um twenty eight 30 no that wasn't 30 but i guess what i'm trying to say is for me it's i will respect janet as a performer as an entertainer as an artist but overall this this album goes for me i just did vibe with it um i know those are hard words to come out of my mouth for brian but it's just i mean there was good songs on there but it's not something i'll be like all right i'm gonna go back and listen to it um but once again be shocked! This has nothing to do with you coming at me for a comment. I just wanted to be honest. With you. Take a deep breath, Brian. Take a deep breath. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, look, I'm gonna I'm say one more thing that I hope you redeem me a little bit before you react. <laughs> 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 be let, let me just let me just say this: is that even though that most of this album won't be, probably won't be in my rotation, what it did make me curious about is that I need to listen to some more Janet albums because, like I mentioned, those songs that I enjoyed and really enjoyed, they're gonna be coming up heavy for me. And I'm sure she has more of those, so I'm, I'm gonna go out there and listen to some more of albums so I can find those. So you do have that to look forward to. I'm gonna be talking to you about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Can't you know, like
0: a, go. I don't ahead. believe it don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say, uh, how do I say this? Um, one, I will say that as a Janet Jackson fan, this is not mm-hmm. the album I would choose to introduce people who are not used to Janet 2. Like, this is not the first album I would ask you to listen to. Wait,
2: well, wait you... a minute. <laughs> this is the one you got not know.
0: No, use. I know, I know, I know, because it is my favorite. But there are other albums out there that if you want to become, a, this is like Michael or any other big artist. Like, if you want to become a fan of theirs, you have albums you would ask people to listen to first. Like, um, Ron, I'm sure you would ask... Us to listen to a different Jay Z album or or one Jay Z album before we listen to others, and Conrad, the same with you. Like, well, I don't know. What, I don't know what common. Because That's fair. I feel like with Common, that was a great album. It was. Um. So I do stand by that too. I understand that people may not not feel the same way I feel about this album. I do because I'm older. Alright? i grown- <laughs> I am older. Alright? I've grown <laughs> if you oh, have asked me three years ago, two years like, ago, okay. I would have I would have been asking people to find you, alright? <laughs> but here's the thing. I think this album is a classic because if you think about where Janet was at the time, and the reason I mentioned the fact that at that time, she had just inked the largest recording contract of all time, bigger than her brother, bigger than Madonna of all time. So you think about the big and this has been my biggest right with Michael, honestly, and why I, I love Michael. Everybody knows I'm obsessed with Michael, but I can never say that like Michael has the greatest album of all time. Because I don't feel like I've ever gotten to know
1: who Michael
0: is. And I really appreciate the fact when I get to listen to an album and I feel like I know who that person is after I finish it. And that's what this it was to me. That's why I think like and I'm gonna say some stuff here and I know people are gonna get mad at me, but I don't care. I feel like if you listen to Beyonce's later albums, you kinda understand oh, who she is. Here you go Hey I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you listen to some of her albums it's the complaint that many people give that we don't know who she is we don't know what she's actually given to us you think of confessions even though now we found out that usher didn't write most of it but he was part of most of it you felt it was such a success because you felt like you kind of understood who usher was you think of rihanna with auntie and you're listening to the album You kind of feel like, oh, this is not a person just making a great song, but this is a person who wants me to know more about who they are and why they consider themselves an artist or why the people who handle them want us to consider them an artist. And I've always appreciated that, and I feel like you couldn't get that without albums like this. And I know this is not the first one like, like it. You can listen to some of Stevie's albums, Marvin Gaye, obviously. And you can find, um, examples of, uh, them showing us their full, them, their full selves. And if you read the history, you also can find many cases when people told them, like, hey, this is not what you should do. Just give us a good bop on the radio, give us a good few good hits, and they'll buy it. But I appreciate the fact when big, successful artists say, hey, No, I'm not only going to do that, I'll give you the stuff you want to hear, but I want you to know what I face every time I go in a recording studio. I want you to know what I go through being this name or this superstar. So it has always meant a lot to me. That's why Janet has always meant a lot to me. And you know what? still my favorite album one of my favorite albums and i appreciate it and you know what i appreciate ronald and conrad for listening to it and giving it their honest ear and uh you know i'm still gonna roll up all right (laughs) this (laughs) this might still be my last episode of this podcast
2: (laughs) If y'all see new artwork next week, y'all never hey, a new guy. We're
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> <You're> taking applications,
0: <laughs> but it was it was. This is why I wanted to do it because it meant a lot to me, and it doesn't change anything that I feel. It just it just lets me know, like, hey, music is so dope that everybody can listen to the same song and draw a different opinion from it, uh, receive uh, have different feelings about it. And I think that's why we all, that's why we wanted to do this, was because we wanted to see, what do you feel when you listen to the same song that I've been listening to for years? So, there's a lot more I want to say. I'm probably going to get off this podcast and, like, stay up for three more hours, like, these motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm expecting to wake up to a 12-page text know, in the group text. No <laughs> way. <laughs> First off, I just <laughs>
3: find it funny I how. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's gonna be pulling public records and all this shit back in sixth grade. <laughs> you said. <laughs> hey, but we here. Right, th- we here. I think that's a good note to go ahead and you know, I don't think anything better than that. So, for anyone out there who wants to join in on this conversation, tell us your thoughts. When you heard the album, let us know if you agree or disagree with anything. If you want to tell us we be crazy for any of our hot takes, let us know. You can get at us at the, our inbox, whosmanspodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at whosmans. Search whosmans on Facebook. You'll find us on there. And if you want to get at us personally, we, we're all about to tell you how in just a minute. But really, though, we want to try to make sure that y'all let us know what y'all enjoying about the podcast. Make sure y'all leave those reviews. Hit the like button and retweet it, favorite it. Let people know that you're that you're liking what you're hearing. Let us know. So we can keep bringing y'all the stuff that y'all want. If you want to get at me personally, you can get at me on Twitter, at TaylorMadeLife. That's the best way to reach me. B, tell them how to get at you. Hey, don't at me, at God. And while you
0: at it, watch the Velvet Rope Tour. I said that last week, but for real, watch it, alright? Best concert tour I've ever seen, alright? You'll you, you, you will see a lot of um, interesting things that you've probably seen before. Alright, God
3: bless you. Conrad. As far as anything, uh listeners, um a couple of, a while back, I'll just leave it at that. If you remember we posted some um Photoshop pictures of our heads on different jerseys. And, uh, okay. and okay. we and we wow. eh, myself and Ron made Why are you bringing video, up all Um can excuse me, let me finish. I have no idea what you uh, talking about. <laughs> we made videos of ourselves, Ron and I uh, defending these jerseys we were wearing. Um, and Brian, I don't know why he didn't want to make a video, but he made this look cute. Because picture. I knew it was going to be bullshit. Um, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had a couple episodes where we were going back and forth who, whose jersey, whose team was better, who was going to do better. Um, if you guys remember correctly, Brian was very full of himself um, and was... Very, very adamant about it. So his yeah, jumping on me
2: again, uh, right? <laughs>
3: and uh you know, he had to leave the city and he left the city, tried to jump onto Ron's team, but you know, Ron said no. Um, <laughs> so now, you know, we kept quiet. We left it we, we you know, I sent a text out like we just gonna act like we forgot about this and they were like, Yeah I was like, Okay. But you know, I kept following my team. If you guys don't know now, we're in the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, second round. Uh, the other day, my team made a huge comeback to move to the second round to go against the Penguins. So I texted these guys and asked them, so what's up, guys? What's going on? And they're like, we don't know what you talk about. So I just want to let you guys know that if we kept this going, if these guys are, you know, strong about their teams and passionate about their new hockey etiquette but they're quiet now because you know the caps are doing the thing like i said you know, they are making fun of me they were talking trash to me and i, I, I just want to let you know we're still in it and they're sitting at home but you guys can catch me on twitter at that fella underscore connie instagram bixie 22 um I want to leave you guys with this beautiful
2: quote. Was that your positive word? Is that the positive word? I don't know what value you added to the podcast by doing this. I just
3: want to let you know that uh, today's positive word comes from, um, and I encourage you guys all to go follow her. Her name is Alexandra Ellie, and her uh, Twitter name is at underscore alex l e e l l e. And she has amazing, amazing. quotes and words of affirmation and positive vibes and today's kind of was awesome and I thought I could I should share it with you all and it said I give myself permission to love hard stand in my truth and be fully present with my journey without fear or shame Um, so take that those words of positivity uh, whatever you're working on like you always say Keep moving. Um, if you had a rough day today, you listen to this hopefully on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or Monday, I should say. Um, <clears throat> if you want to listen to it all those times, that would be amazing. That would be great. But whatever day you listen to this and you feel like it's rough, you had a rough week, you had a rough weekend, had a rough past couple hours, just remember to keep pushing and <clears throat> stand your ground. Know that you're going to make have a better day the next day better few minutes whatever it is so that being said y'all have a great weekend great rest of the week um i just want to say that darnold i don't know where you've been (laughs) at lately (laughs) been very quiet and i i didn't think this was podcast bullying I, i didn't think that was a thing um but i didn't i didn't think you were gonna be this quiet and i'm a little worried so reach out okay brother Reach out, Joe. Psych.
1: We Psych. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, hey, hey! Real quick.
2: What? What? Hey,
0: Janet, I love you. Thanks. Hey, hey, Janet. Thanks for going back on tour. All right, I'm gonna figure out a way to find you and go see you again. All right. He's not a creeper, dog. We don't even care about oh, them. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, find Ron and Conrad. Find I bet you, they want to go, but they won't because they can't.